4: Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre.
5: What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Monday, February 28th. Ending the month on a high note. Gotta love the end of February, shortest month of the year, but it feels super long. Once football ends, the month just drags on. But finally, it is here, ending today. And also, you know, you guys can catch me on Undisputed this morning, depending on, obviously, when you're listening to the pod. Hopefully, it's your first podcast download every day, uh, listening to the fire takes, the great interviews, the gambling nuggets. But I'll be on Undisputed this morning, uh, and then I'm doing a gambling show later today. With Colin Cowherd, um, it'll be on Fox streaming. We'll be doing an NBA gambling look, and then we'll start doing March Madness gambling looks uh, over at Fox. So a very exciting month of March ahead. I, I've been steadfast in this, and I'm sure Rob will greatly disagree. March is the greatest month of the year for sports. It's March Madness. I'm sorry. You toss in NFL free agency fine, a, a dollop of NBA action, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, March is ridiculous. I know people lean toward the football months. November is ridiculous with um, college football, NFL, NBA just starting up. College basketball starts in late November. It's just – November is awesome. But for me, March Madness, I just love it. And I will just say March Madness will hinder – before we get to the fire takes to, on this Monday morning, March Madness is going to hinder my basketball playing ability because I got to watch the games up late at night. I don't get the, I don't get the beauty sleep I need for my game. And I thought I would just use that to pivot quickly to what I thought was the highlight of my weekend outside of, you know, coaching my daughter's basketball team and taking my son to this workout. And, you know, we watched our our, our dog and uh, he's starting to listen a little better. Uh, Golden Retriever, almost four weeks in buddy. He's, a, he's a, just a great guy. But the highlight of my weekend was woke up, played some basketball. I told you guys, you know, we we show up at the former Clippers facility, for pickup runs but we show up with our five guys early you know a little older a bunch of 40 year olds showing up early so we get in the first game we get our five and we just run the table we won six straight on saturday morning one of the best this is not an exaggeration and i know you care way uh, you're here for my joel mb banter but i i got it was one of the best runs i've ever had ever I mean, I, we did play with the former Notre Dame quarterback, Dane Christ, who, you know, when you have a division one athlete on your team, kind of an advantage, although he did go head to head with this guy who played at UC Irvine and like started for three years. This guy's awesome. Uh, a dad, you know, he's like 40 years old or whatever. And, and I mean, he's like six, six. The guy is really good. And and Dane Christ is just a monster. And I said to him, you know, Dane, have you played with this guy? He's like, no, no. Why? why? I was like, he's really good. He goes, do I look scared? <laughs> And I knew and we destroyed them like 17 to six or whatever, but um, we want six straight, a couple of close games, one game that went to overtime. And, you know, I was kind of, I was in the zone on uh, Saturday morning. I know Rob loves these stories about me playing pickup it basketball. It's it so fun. And my buddy was there and I said, Austin, Hey, my son wants me to bang a three and then I'll hit the gritty. So can you get, can you fire up the video? And, uh, next time next time down the court boom i get a layup and i point at the guy he's like i got the video but i didn't do the gritty and then the next time down the court i hit a three swish he gets a video and i and i i'm supposed to do it but i kind of whisked out um rob by the way have you hit the gritty yet in front of any friends or family or do you do it like when your wife's not around
6: i've never hit the gritty once in my life not
5: once once. you're so missing out Uh, there's this video Justin Jefferson, you know, he started, I guess, among the NFL players. He's really good at it. Um, And I must have watched this uh, with my kids a lot, like learning how to do the gritty. And it's kind of cool. And I will admit to being one of those guys, you know, you sing in the shower, you sing in the car. I do do the gritty when I'm solo and nobody's around to watch just because you want to get the practice reps in. Someone else who may be doing the gritty. See that transition right there. 76ers fans all throughout Philadelphia. They're excited. James Harden, Joel Embiid destroying the competition. They beat the Knicks national televised audience. They kill the Knicks in the fourth quarter at the garden on Sunday. And Rob, this is funny. You guys know I'm not a Joel Embiid hater. I'm just not a huge believer. And we've seen multiple meltdowns in the playoffs from James Harden. Okay. I don't think this is going to be as, as awesome as everybody projected. I still am saying I'm on record first round ouster. Right. They're in the honeymoon phase. Now you guys know the honeymoon phase. Oh, we just got married There's a honeymoon this is the greatest thing ever. And then, you know, some, some marriages, six months in, you're like, I, I hate this person. What did I do? What did I get myself into? And come playoff time, Rob, that will be the vibe between Embiid and Harden right now. It's like, ah, oh, we're murdering the Memphis Grizzlies who are on a back-to-back and now uh, I think it was a Memphis Grizzlies. Maybe. Oh no, it was Minnesota. I'm sorry. I'm mixing up my mediocre M teams. Just kidding. Grizzlies fans settle down. And now they smoke the Knicks who are not a playoff team at all with a big fourth quarter. They shot 44 free throws, which is comical, but, but Rob, my favorite moment after the game on social media, some meatball got a picture of Harden hugging and and Harden did have a pretty sick, like behind the back pass on a fast break that Embiid flushed. It was pretty nice.
1: This is it. We've got an Amex platinum pro on our hands. Ladies and gentlemen, Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
5: Someone called Harden and Embiid the new Kobe and Shaq.
4: And I just looked at that. I was like, what is this?
5: Is this a joke? I had to check and, and this guy was serious. Rob, in Philly, they really do believe. And and Harden is the answer to all the important questions, the process and all that. And I, I don't know, Rob, I don't want to go in too much, but it, it, for all these guys all geeked for Harden and Embiid, I'll challenge you. Are they a top five duo in the NBA? And before you say, oh, Jason, that's insane, that's crazy, I got a list for you of 11 duos arguably as good or better than Harden and Embiid, Okay. We'll start with 11, Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell. And don't scoff, guys. We're talking about multi-time player, defensive player of the year. And Spider Mitchell, who has been in the playoffs every year since he's been in Utah. They're great. Um, I will toss out Paul George and Kawhi, who are arguably one, two, or three when they're healthy. But they're hurt this year, so I'll toss them out. So now we're down to nine. Okay, Anthony Davis and LeBron unequivocally better than Joel Embiid and Harden as the duo right now. So, I don't want to hear it. AD and LeBron were putting them all to the side. They're a lock. Okay. I think another lock, and, and I, you guys know I'm not a huge fan, but Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are better than Arden MB. That's come on, stop. There's no, you can't argue that. I mean, Kevin Durant, arguably the best player in the league, MVP, uh, finals MVP, Kyrie Irving, bit of a space cadet, uh, flat earth guy. You guys know I'm not a huge fan of Kyrie. But Kyrie and KD are a better duo because of how they fit. They work together, right, than Harden and Embiid, who both are ball dominant and, you know, are, are basically like, okay, my turn, your turn, my turn, your turn, right? Kobe and Shaq, it wasn't as much of my turn, your turn. And they did have a, a, a two- or three-year process that Rob can speak to in a minute about, like, how how is this going to work? Remember Shaq initially was like, young fella needs to fall in line. There, there, were, some, there were some tough early moments between those two. Harden and Embiid is coming in the playoffs. So I've given you two that are definitely better than Harden and Embiid, who, by the way, have two games together. A lot of people want to say Giannis and Middleton. I don't know if they're as much a duo as just two really, really good players. Now, Middleton's not having a great year. Giannis is about to get his third MVP award, I believe. So we'll put them in the hopper. You can decide Harden and Embiid or Giannis and Middleton. One that I think should be obvious that people will probably push back on given the injury, but Curry and Clay like curry and clay as a duo folks they they won i believe 67 games those two it, before kd arrived before draymond was a thing they won like 67 games together they were the splash brothers they won a championship curry and clay they had igudala won the finals mvp yeah but that was curry and clay's team and as a duo they are you could you could say that they're one of the best backcourts in nba history Nobody would argue that they're anything but the greatest That shooting back or whatever. So now we're at three for sure, right? AD and LeBron, Curry and Clay, and Middleton Giannis, and Kyrie and KD. So we're already like, well, we're Harden and Embiid fit. And I haven't even got to Jokic and Murray, which is a tough one because Murray's out with the injury, hasn't played. Jokic, um, pretty damn good. Murray, pretty damn good. They took down the Clippers at full strength in the bubble. I mean, Jokic is an MVP candidate. Jamal Murray is, I don't know. If you ask me, who do I want, Jamal Murray or James Harden? It's a tough one. We'll let that one marinate. Um, I didn't even mention Chris Paul and Devin Booker. Maybe the best backcourt in the NBA, although Chris Paul's hurt now. So the injuries make this a little dicey. Kyrie only playing half the game's a little dicey. But Chris Paul and Booker are, I mean, they have the best record in the league, guys, for a reason. I mean, D-Book should be. All NBA first team may have to land second team. He's incredible. Chris Paul obviously uh, needs no introduction. And then the one that I think people are going to get mad at, but I'm telling you right now, Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo is a better duo than James Harden and Joel Embiid. Bam Adebayo is a fantastic player. He's, I think he's 24 and he's already a defensive force, an offensive force. He's just a great passer. Bam Adebayo is awesome. And even if you say, no, no, Jay, hey, hey, hey. Embiid's way better. Embiid is larger. I would like to see them go head-to-head in the playoffs. I think it would be unfair because Kyle Lowry (laughs) will be there on the Miami Heat team, and he's better than anything the Sixers have at Garden. By the way, Kyle uh, Lowry can match up with Harden. And I'm telling you right now, the Heat will beat the Sixers. I will unload on that series price at whatever you give me for the Heat. And Jimmy Butler is one of the better wing defenders in the league, a money-clutch scorer, knows Joel Embiid well from playing together with him. And by the way, who was the alpha on that team? (laughs) It wasn't Joel Embiid. It was Jimmy Butler. So Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo are a better duo. They fit better than Harden and Embiid. There's still a lot to prove for Harden and Embiid. Could they end up top five? Certainly. But I just gave you 11. Butler and Bam, Middleton, Giannis. Oh, I didn't even give you the other another one. This is uh, on the list that I forgot to mention. And uh, it's Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Now, they both are similar wing players. I'm not going overboard, but Dwayne Wade and LeBron were similar wing players. Um, Brown and Tatum are one of the best young duos in the NBA. Jason Tatum, you guys know my love for him. I don't like any Boston teams at all. And I love Jason Tatum. He's just an awesome player. And Jalen Brown is a fantastic wing, already one of the better wing defenders in the league. And this is not like a two-on-two contest, (laughs) obviously. But when they match up, I like Jalen Brown's chances against James Harden. And I don't know who on earth defends Jason Tatum from the Sixers. If you want to say Thibault, fine, go ahead, but he's a non-shooter on the floor. It's going to kill your spacing. And Marcus Smart uh, will help out on Harden. I, I, I'm telling you, I also like the Celtics' chances against the Sixers. The Embiid will be a problem for them, and he will eat, but Brown and Tatum are one of the best duos in the league. And, and the rest of them, Kyrie and KD, CP3, Booker, Curry and Clay, Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell, Jokic and Murray, Paul George and Kawhi, AD and LeBron. Now, I know that sounds like a super hot take that the Sixers, Harden and Embiid is not a top five duo in the league, but Rob, producer to the stars. I got to ask you, is it that hot of a take now that I just gave you 11
6: duos? Let me just say, when you said 11, I was like, oh, this this is the hottest take that we've had since the show started. Like this (laughs) is this is up there with anything you've ever come up with. When you break it down the way you did, I think the the premise of the argument is, are we sure that they're a top five? It absolutely holds water. Because say what you want about some of those parents. Like, obviously there's some I disagree with you with. Um, Whoa, ooh, 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 toss it out. You know, I think Mitchell and Gobert, definitely not. Um, I think that Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, I think they're both fantastic players. I still don't think that they fit well together. You know, they, they do a lot of your turn, my turn. They've been better as of late, but I don't think that they are as... Cohesive of a unit. But um to the to that end, the Jimmy Butler Bam out of bio, I think, is the perfect illustration of why a duo together can be better than another duo who may have better individual talent, which I think James Harden and Joel Embiid individually are awesome. Joel Embiid, I think, is the most dominant big man we've seen probably since Shaq. Oh,
1: wow. you know, I
6: think Jokic would probably argue that. <laughs> yeah, but I, I don't think Jokic dominates in the same way that Embiid. like physically, he just huh. overwhelms you just, you know, there's nothing you can do to stop him. There's nobody big enough to really slow him down. You know, um, I think AD has some, some, he, he does well against uh, Embiid, but not like consistently well against it, you know, cause he's just so big, but The problem with Harden and Embiid is that James Harden, in his what he's now thirteen years in the league, whatever it is, something like that, decade plus, he has not shown the ability at all to play without the basketball. He's very Russell Westbrook esque in that regard. Like if he does not have the ball, he stands in like not even in a shooting position, you know, to space the floor. He'll stand four or five feet back of the three point line and just watch things happen um he's works at his best with a pick and roll partner when he has the ball joel Embiid, while he can pick and pop pretty well while he can pick and roll okay but he's kind of slow foot. he's not an explosive leaper he's not at his best you're not getting the most out of him yeah. in a pick and roll setting so the problem with them becomes it's going to be a lot of your turn, my turn, your turn, my turn. And, and, and this is being masked a lot over the weekend in the first two games of this uh, Harden and Beat era because Joel Embiid is averaging 20 free throws a game. <laughs> and that's why his <laughs> numbers are just astronomical. Yeah. You know, and, and that's not going to happen in the postseason. You know, when you get to the playoffs, the game slows down. They let a lot more stuff go. You're, that's why James Harden stats – Every year, like clockwork, take a huge dip in the postseason because he doesn't get to the free throw line anymore. And when you're going against other duos, and, and so much of it is how they fit together, it's impossible to say that Embiid and Harden are this elite duo when there is no logical way that they can coexist both at their maximum abilities. They can be great individually but you're never going to get the best out of each of them at the same time. And I think that's the problem. I would
5: push, uh, push you on a, on the Embiid-Jokic thing, which is close and people will want to give Embiid the nod because he's been all defensive team three times and Jokic has been none. But Jokic has an MVP on him and all NBA first team center, Jokic two, Embiid zero. So now I, I know that some of that is the advanced stats and the voters and um, you know Jokic is still perceived as like a doughy European, and you know, there is this negative connotation with doughy Europeans. Um, in terms of basketball, not in general. I love doughy Europeans, are my favorite kind of European, but <laughs> um, you know, he's just a high he's a
6: high IQ player, man. Yeah, he, but uh, he just he he dominates in a different way than MB. Right. I guess that's the thing. Because it's like Shaq was awesome, you know, he was a physical force, nothing you could do to stop him. And he'd give you 35 and 18, like nobody's business. But Tim Duncan could get you 30 and 17 with four blocks. And it didn't seem as dominant because he wasn't dunking on everybody, but he was still giving you the business. I think that's the similarity, I guess, between Jokic and MB is that the, the way MB gets his, his numbers, they just seem more impactful. Even though I, I, I like Jokic a lot, I think Jokic is awesome. You know, but in the yeah. same way that when Giannis gets his buckets, it just feels like it—it it, it hurts you more. Like a Steph Curry three hurts you more yeah. from forty feet than a Kyle Korver coming off a pin down three. You know, it just—it feels different. Kyle Korver reference. Uh, I think the second one uh, you saw,
5: obviously the Kyle Korver Ben Simmons shooting video yes. from last week went viral. I love that video. I showed it to my kids. I said, "Look, even a hundred million dollar player does the the move." the warm up where you just shoot right in front of the hoop just to get the wrist motion going. I do that every time, every time I go, uh, go out to shoot. That's like the number one thing I do. Uh, I think I told the story. I was going to a gym in Pennsylvania and there was a basketball court and I would see this kid there every day after school with his dad doing that. He would start right under and just flick the wrist one handed all like, you know, make five and then step back, make five. And then, you know, and by the time he gets to the free throw line, he's probably made like a hundred. And I finally asked somebody, who, who is this guy? He's like Ryan Archie Diacono. He's like one of the best players in the state of Pennsylvania. Unassuming white kid, like 6'3". And um, he's just a really solid player. Ended up going to Villanova. Went to the NBA with the Bulls. And like, since I saw that guy do that, I've been doing it like all the time shooting. I know, copycat,
2: nerdy, whatever. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
1: You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive.
3: Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
8: NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft.
1: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
5: Two quick other things. Number one, we did not have a pairing for Luka Doncic, which injured me greatly. It hurt so bad, Rob, because Luka doesn't really have a two. But I don't know. Is it too early to say Luka Doncic and Spencer Dinwiddie? Yes.
4: Given, given what the Mavs
5: did to the Warriors (laughs) last night, come on. I mean, didn't what he came off the bench and was electric 24 on 14 shots nice win over the Warriors. Now, Golden State did not play uh, Clay Thompson um, and still no sign of James Wiseman. I mean, they started the kid Moody, the rookie out of Arkansas, but uh, overall Luca, if he can ever find a running mate, they're making that list. And Rob, I'll just wrap this before we move on to one other topic. people are going to be upset, you know, when this gets on social media and it's like, ah, Jimmy Butler and Bam, get the hell out of here. I just want to remind people, Jimmy Butler and Bam went to the finals in the bubble, carried Miami to the finals. James Harden has never carried a team anywhere. Joel Embiid has never carried a team anywhere. Anywhere. Has Embiid made it to the conference finals, Rob? No. No. So don't give me this, like, Joel Embiid's the greatest player on earth. Like, Settle down. He's had awesome teams. Jimmy Butler with Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson, right? Didn't I think they mauled Milwaukee in, in, and that was the, that was where they set up the picket fence defense to slow down Giannis and everybody bit off it because Spolstra was so smart or Spolstra's video editor, whoever the guy was who came up with that. And
6: I mean, again, Jimmy Butler and Bam, and they pushed LeBron and AD to six, I think, right? They did. And I think that, that was that, with, six. that was with Bam being hurt half the season. And Goran Dragic was hurt too. Yep. So so Jimmy Butler's a warrior. And they're, they're I, it's just people they they get blinded by the the, the lights, the name, the, the name value, you know, and, and it's it's similar to when the Lakers got Westbrook. You're like, oh, you got three top 75 Hall of Fame players. Of course they're gonna be great. But if you know anything about basketball and you watch them play, you're like, well, okay, Russ can't be full Russ because LeBron and AD occupy the same space. Yeah. And there's something to be said about a guys like Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo, who are versatile enough where they can both be the best versions of themselves at the same time, because they don't have to operate in the same areas. Like Jimmy can play without the ball. Bam is probably outside of Draymond, the best short roll big man in the NBA where he gets the ball on the four on yeah. three and he can either score it himself or he can find somebody else. And it's like, if you can't accentuate each other, then how can you say definitively, oh, we're better than Steph and Clay, We're better than LeBron and AD when in order for you to be your best version, the other guy stand off to the side. and yeah. that, that, that doesn't work like that. And I know people are also going to say, well, wait a sec. Bam went down
5: for a couple months this year and the heat still surged and we're playing great. Well, they, they got a, a, they got a good coach, top five coach in the league in Spolstra. B, they've got a damn good team. And see, they've got a really strong bench. I mean, Tyler Hero is going to be the sixth man of the year. I'm almost certain of it. You know, this is a really well-built team. Now, if Embiid goes down and you toss in no Ben Simmons, well, can Tyrese Maxi and Tobias Harris carry on Probably not. And I know this sounds really negative. Uh, like, Jason, man, you are taking a dump all over the Sixers. This is so wrong. I still need Harden to prove it. And I need Embiid to prove it when it matters most in the playoffs. Um, Rob, I, I, you know, there's a couple other topics. Listen, I I know people are like, hey, how can we not talk about Major League Baseball? Well, as it stands right now, I don't know. Major League Baseball could come to a deal in five hours and then we have a regular season. But uh, according to multiple reports, Rob, if there is no agreement today, right, there will be regular season games canceled. I'm going to go ahead and guess
6: that they will figure it out today. What's your guess? No, they're not going to fill it out at all. Whoa, wow. Negative Rob showing up. No. On a Monday morning. What the heck? And the reason why is that unlike the NBA, unlike the NFL, Major League Baseball has the strongest players union by far in in American team sports. They will not take anything less than they deserve in this negotiation. They know and they've seen, especially – who was it? Atlanta. They had their, uh, their book, their books made public last week and it showed oh, I it, saw that Yeah, like a hundred million dollars in profit. And you're like, or some, some, something stupid like that. I could be wrong, but it's like, Oh, we know this before the negotiation starts. Yeah. We're definitely not going to be taking anything less because we know how this thing works. We, we know exactly how much money you have, how you're making it, how much we generate, say what you want about baseball on the national scale regionally It is huge. It's bigger than the NBA regionally. Oh, big time! Yeah, in these different little pockets of the country. So these guys are unlike the rest of these other unions, willing to sit out games, willing to miss out on paychecks because they, when push comes to shove, will ultimately end up get what what they want because these owners don't want to lose money either.
5: Yeah, I mean, I understand your pessimism. I'm gonna try to keep it positive and say baseball is not gonna miss any regular season games. But we'll see. I, again, I, I just don't know that that's a great topic. I mean, I know people want to talk about LeBron um, and the Lakers. I, I, I think we could save it for another day. I, I, right now, the sport, story in the NBA is James Harden and Joel Embiid because of what they did on a national television uh, audience to the Knicks, what they did the other night against Minnesota. like They're putting up video game numbers. I just want to remind people, Rob, this is the regular season. Okay, We've seen a lot of teams light other people up in the regular season. And then what happens when... The playoffs come. As you said, it's a different game. It's a half-court game. Can they execute? You know, can Tobias Harris and Tyrese Maxey hit their open shots? Are they really going to play, Well, how do you say his name, Korkmaz, Forkham, Korkmaz, Korkmaz. whatever. Uh, George's Niang, you know, like he was the eighth guy in Utah, I think. And he's like the Can I say
6: something positive about Philly? I know that we kind of dunked on him for most of this pod. Tyrese Maxey, I think, is going to be fantastic with the addition of James Harden. Like I've watched a lot. of, I know that you were high on him even before this trade. You've been high on him for a year and a half, I think, something like that. But watching him attack when when Harding gets double teamed or trapped or something like that, because, you know, they never to worry about that with Ben Simmons because he couldn't shoot. Yeah. But Tyrese Maxey on the backside making plays is going to be fantastic, at least in the regular season.
5: Yeah, there's always somebody from Kentucky who is hindered by the John Calipari structure where everybody eats as opposed to one guy dominates. Like Carl Anthony Towns wasn't um, like a 25 point a game guy, or even I don't think he's averaged 22 or 21 at Kentucky. And Devin Booker, you know, and um, I can't, I was going to say Eric Bledsoe, but Anthony Davis, you know, he averaged like 13 points a game in college or something yeah. like that. It's, it's pretty, that Kentucky system's funny. By the way, Kentucky's surging. Uh, final note um, Holy hell, was college basketball brutal to me on Saturday? Uh, it, it marches one day away, so I know everybody starts, oh, we got to buck up on college basketball. If you watched over the weekend, you are definitely nervous about falling out of bracket because the top six teams in the country all lost. First time that's ever happened in the history of the sport. And teams number eight and nine lost. So the top 10 was a bloodbath. And of course, you know, I was gambling on some of the games and it did not go well. Uh, let's just leave it at that. And, and you know, you kind of boot and rally. Uh, you guys remember that from your college days, right? You just yeah, it's a new day. Uh, get back on that bike and, and rally. But, oh, man, Saturday was crazy in college hoops. All right, guys, uh, that's it for today. We'll talk to you tomorrow.
0: I'm Diosa. And I'm
3: Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a
0: fancy way of saying a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio season nine. Love, Love at, at first listen. listen.
3: We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level—